Hello, everyone. Welcome. Thank you. I want to actually personally thank you all for getting up at this very early hour. And for those of you like me who trekked down from the North Campus down here in the shuttle buses, thank you for that too, as well during the morning, early morning hours. So thank you for coming. My name is Lee Atchison. I'm the Senior Director for Strategic or for Cloud Architecture in New Relic. Uh, I've been with New Relic for about seven years now. Um, I'm not going to be talking significantly about New Relic. I'm going to be talking about edge and edge technologies. And uh, if you want to learn how those apply to New Relic, I can talk to you about those. Or at the very end, I'll also direct you to our booths as well, where we'll definitely have some conversations with that as well. So what exactly is the edge? Well, the edge is monitoring weather and drought conditions on a farm to ensure that you have great crop production. The edge is monitoring um, it, an automated drone is flying solo, taking photographs and, and gathering environmental or maybe geographical data. Maybe it's a semi-truck transmitting information about where it is, what the load is that it's carrying, its operating condition to a central, central station that's monitoring all of that. Or maybe it's a smart home, home appliance um, that automatically knows when you're running low on milk or some other essential uh, uh, commodity and automatically orders more. Or also in the smart home, maybe it's keeping us safe. It's checking for uh, conditions that it thinks are dangerous and dealing with them when they come up, like turning off the stove. All of these are examples of edge computing. And they're all novel uses um, in and of themselves. They're often what we think of when we think of edge computing, but what really is edge computing? Well, edge computing is taking the part of your application and moving it closer to where the action is. And by action, I mean you know, the source of interesting data um, or the, the user of an application or the system being controlled. This is what edge computing is all about. Edge is quite simply putting computation where it belongs. So when we're monitoring drought conditions on a farm and we're gathering tons of data from far-reaching locations, and we're talking about an automated drone, we're talking about keeping it in the air and free from the impacts of wind and weather without a human involved. And we're talking about a semi-truck, the truck is gathering all sorts of useful information about where it's located, how fast it's going, is the driver being safe, how much fuel is being used, um, what's the conditions of the cargo, is it cooled cargo, what's the temperature, all of that is automated. And for the home automation, it's, it's an intelligence to understand when something dangerous is happening and knowing how to respond to it. These are all great examples of edge computing. But these are mostly outside of our everyday uh, experiences. We don't yet see automated drones flying overhead, and nor do we see the impact of micro weather on farming. But edge computing is a lot closer today than you might think. Uh, you really don't need to uh, look this far into the future in order to see edge computing in action today. 
for instance, all you need to do is go to your local grocery store. You know, the scanner is gathering uh, data you know, for a purchase, purchase information for a point of sale device that's sending data to the cloud. This is an edge device. Uh, the FedEx agent that's scanning your package to allow you to track where it is and when it's going to arrive is an edge device. But even in your pocket, when you order a cup of coffee from Starbucks or Dunkin' on your phone and then go and pick it up, you're using an edge device. You're using an edge application, an application that was written for the edge. All these cases are edge applications. Or even every single day, how many of you use Gmail for mail? Uh, Gmail is a very, very much an edge application. It runs in your browser. It's entirely running, or the vast majority of the user interface is running within your browser. It is an edge application as well. All of these are edge devices and edge applications, and all of them are examples of what I mean by edge computing. Whether you're talking about the autonomous drones or the microclimate weather reports or the email inbox or your, your iPhone, the edge is nothing new and nothing different, nothing to fear, nothing that's complex and different from what we're already dealing with every day in our applications. The edge has been with us for a very long time. So, if all these things are examples of edge computing, you know, what exactly makes the edge the edge? And, and why is some computation edge computing while some of it is cloud computing? Well, the whole purpose of edge computing is to put time-sensitive operations closer to where they're needed. It's all about controlling the drone to keep it flying safely or keeping your browser and your application responsive in your hand so it's not doing round-trip transactions every time you press a button. It's about the home safety systems that could disconnect from the internet but still keep your home safe, um, even if a cloud connection is gone. It's about keeping your mobile application also interactive and ready to use. This is opposed to the centralized computation that occurs in the cloud, uh, which is typical of what happens in cloud computing. Centralized computation is where data collection analysis can happen. It's where order processing occurs. It's where communication with other people and other things happen. Edge computing is all about putting computation where it should be efficiently, as opposed to where it's convenient for the developer or for operators or for the, 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 uh, the business. Because putting computation out in the edge is harder and riskier than keeping it locally in the cloud. So if we put computation on the edge, we should only do it for a good reason. So how do we decide whether we want to put computation in our applications in the edge or leave it in the cloud? Well, to demonstrate that a little bit, I'm going to go back to a more modern example, fun example. An example where both cloud and edge computing are really necessary in order to keep it up, uh, operation, an application operating uh, successfully. I'm going to talk about a driverless car. So a driverless car is kind of a, a unique beast, right? It has lots of sensors and lots of controls. Um, it has sensors that detect when, where obstacles might be located and where the road is located. It's got cameras to detect if a blob in front of you is a car or a human crossing the street or a ball bouncing in front of you that might be chased by a child. All of those sorts of things. It also has controls, right? It has controls that make the car work. You know, steering, braking, power. 
uh, but also has controls and sensors for monitoring how the car itself is performing. Uh, is the motor operating efficiently? Is the passenger compartment at a decent temperature? Um, should we deploy an airbag right now? All those things are managed by probes, by sensors, and by contro controlling systems. Camera sensors, steering control, engine health, passenger health, um, passenger safety, community safety, all those things are responsibilities of the application that is the driverless car. But some of that computation has to occur in the car, and some of it can and maybe has to occur in the cloud. So which is which? Well, some things are natural to perform in the car, and in fact, they're mandatory that they occur in the car. For instance, you know, image recognition. Is that a car in front of me, or is, um, is it a person walking across the street? We need to know that. We need to know that very, very quickly and very, very responsively. That processing has to occur in the car. You know, threat detection. Is that a person running in front of me, or a car applying its brakes? Uh, that calculation has to occur in the car, because ultimately, you have to decide whether or not to respond to that and do something in a very quick, timely manner. You know, road management, where's the edge of the road? Uh, is there a stop sign over there? You know, collision control, quick, I would need to apply the brakes or swerve. All of this is time-sensitive calculations, calculations that can't go offline, so you can't rely on a cloud uh, system in order to help you process that information. You have to do it locally on the car. If you have a bad internet connection, you still have to be able to stop if that ball bounces across the street. It has to be available. It is computation that must occur in the car, and this is what the edge computing is for a driverless car. But now there's other computation that you may or may not think about that applies to a driverless car. Uh, navigation, how do we get from point A to point B? What's the most optimal route for the car to take to get there? Is there road construction ahead or has the, ch the ro routing of the road changed from the last time the, you've been there? Um, is there traffic and sh what can we do to avoid that traffic? Can we tune a setting in the car to make sure it's operating efficiently, you know, perhaps to save fuel. Speaking of fuel, are we running short on fuel? And if so, where's the nearest gas station? How do I get there? Uh, where's the nearest uh, maintenance facility? Am I due for maintenance right now? Do I need to go to a maintenance facility before I pick up another, uh, another passenger? Yeah. How do we manage fleets of cars? Uh, for upgrades, for um, track usage of the car, of who you're using it, when and where. You know, think of the Uber example, where in the future, where Uber is nothing more but a fleet of cars that come at your beck and call, pick you up, bring you to a spot, and drop you off, and you don't own a car anymore. That's all you do, because it's cheap and easy. You don't need to own your own car. You share cars with other people. Well, how do we manage those fleets and manage the usage of it and all of the processing that has to occur with that? All of that. None of that has to occur in the car. None of it has to be time sensitive. All of that can occur in the cloud. And even more importantly is all that computation not only 
can and should occur in a cloud, but since it's not time sensitive, right? So it doesn't matter if billing happens a minute later. It doesn't matter if a route rerouting takes a few seconds to occur. You don't need it right now, this moment. You need it eventually. So these are all important things to consider and distinctions that are important to remember. But how does the computation itself, how does computation that you do in the edge differ from computation you do in the cloud? Well, typically, computation that you have to occur in the edge is harder to manage and more complicated than computation you have to occur in the, that occurs in the cloud. You know, think about upgrading software. Think about the, uh, diagnosing a problem that occurs in a piece of software or monitoring how that software is occurring and analyzing that, that software. All of these are easier when the software is centralized and are harder when it's distributed. Software scaling also exists both on the edge and in the cloud, but the scaling and what happens with scaling is different in the two environments. Edge software, you typically run hundreds, thousands, millions of instances of the software running simultaneously, but each instance is only doing one thing for one object or one car or one device. But in the cloud, we typically run fewer instances. Yeah, maybe hundreds, but it's not millions. And, um, and each instance is typically doing work for thousands and thousands of users. So what does this mean? This means edge software requires managing thousands or millions of instances running on thousands and millions of locations. And cloud software requires a smaller number of instances in a smaller number of locations. For the edge, load on that instance, load on that software is flat or linear, relatively speaking. If you double the number of users, the amount of work that one node has to do doesn't change. But in the cloud, the opposite is true. The more users you have, the more work you have to do. You double the number of users, you double your load. Load scales upwards based on it as the number of users increases. And so on the edge, therefore, even though the, the software itself doesn't scale within the instance, the management does. So the management of the software on the edge becomes a lot more complicated. You double the number of users, you double the number of cars, you've doubled your management headaches. But on the cloud, you typically don't necessarily have a ton more uh, servers, a ton more instances running simply by doubling your application. You have more load, and so your scaling has to deal with that, but your management load doesn't suddenly get twice as hard because you have twice the number of users. It doesn't scale quite that same way. So the edge obviously has some advantages. It's, you know, the, we talked about the uh, more time sensitive processing, um, higher responsiveness to stimulus and uh, stimulus response, uh, reduced resilience and network connectivity. So if the network goes down, you still can be doing work that's important and critical and allows for dedicated processing for a single task. Challenges on the edge though, are managing deployments across a fleet of edge devices, that can be very challenging. Um, whether it's cell phones or flying drones, 
all of you who have dealt with managing software upgrades for iPhones know that managing software that way is a lot harder than managing software that declares in servers in, in, in your own data center or in the cloud. Monitoring those instances is also harder. Um, and debugging problems is a lot more difficult when it's that remote. And understanding when something is going wrong at a system level versus just something that's going wrong on a single node is also a lot more difficult to do. So what criteria should we use for deciding whether a piece of computation should occur in the edge or should occur in the cloud for our applications? Well, when computation is timing specific or highly sensitive to delays, probably should go in the edge. When you need high responsiveness, consider the edge. But if you need a significant amount of CPU for short or bursty periods of time, that's perfect for the cloud. When you're highly sensitive to network connectivity, use the edge. If you need access to more global data and less individualized data, you know, like traffic patterns versus how fast is the car going, use the cloud. When in doubt, everything else aside, everything else being equal, if you could go either way, put it in the cloud because it's substantially easier to, to write, to manage, to maintain cloud software than edge software. The edge is harder to manage, it's harder to upgrade, version management issues arise. How many people uh, that write iPhone software have customers that are still running three versions back of their software. Uh, variable and unique provisioning uh, issues. I'll talk about this a little bit more later, but think about iPhone X versus iPhone 8 versus Android versus all of that. And the edge makes monitoring and managing the software harder and more complicated. So the edge is more challenging and the edge is harder to manage. But how can we be successful when we have to write edge software? Well, we have to put something in the edge. How can we be successful doing that? Well, I think there's eight keys, lessons, eight things to realize to be successful with edge computing. Each of these are simple, and some of them are, are probably very obvious, but they're all important. And I want to go through each of these eight in turn. Number one. Be smart about what's in the cloud versus the edge. This is the extension of what I've been talking about. Um, you know, the, make, it, make sure the decision you make about whether a piece of software goes in the edge of the cloud is an active decision and for the right reasons. Don't assume you can put it one way or the other. Be proactive and make decisions based on all the criteria we talked about, about what the cloud is good for and what the edge is good for. Make that an active decision for your application, for your service, for your, for your software. And remember that the disadvantages that the edge has over the cloud. And when in doubt, use the cloud. Number two, don't throw away DevOps principles in the edge. So it's very easy to discount standard processes that we've already have in place when we're talking about the part of the application that goes in the edge. I hear these sorts of things all the time from people who are saying, DevOps just doesn't apply when I'm writing the edge software. You know, edge computing is specialized. 
right? Specialized, so I can't do DevOps to make it work. And new processes and procedures are needed for the edge, and so DevOps just doesn't work there. Well, I say that's not true. I say DevOps applies just as well, DevOps principles apply just as well to edge computing as it does to cloud computing. Because remember what DevOps is all about. It's about ownership and accountability, distributed decision-making within your organization, and most importantly, the DevOps trinity, which is people, processes, and tools. Well, processes may change. They may be different processes for edge computing, and the tools may change, but there will still be processes, there will still be tools, and certainly the people are the same people. So DevOps principles apply, and you should use the same processes you have for managing your people, for managing your systems, as you currently use for non-edge software, for your edge software. Number three, NAO highly distributed deployments. So often when we're building an application, we don't think enough about how we're gonna do automated deployments. We all know it's important, and we even probably have a corporate policy saying we will make it automated, we'll make it better and smoother, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. Not all of us do it. Not all of us have automated deployment processes for our applications. A lot of us think, well, I'll just um, do that later. I'll write my application, deploy it, and then I'll deal with making it a better deployment process later. That you can get away with that for a while with cloud computing. You can't get away with that at all, ever, with edge computing. You have to nail the deployment process up front. We'll fix it later doesn't work when you're talking about edge devices and edge computing. Reduced versioning as much as possible. So deployments at the edge are hard. You know, they're highly distributed and highly remote. So reduce the number and the, reduce the quantity of deployments that you're, that you're doing. Deploy less often. Now, re, saying, being at a show like AWS where Amazon says we deploy how many thousands of times per second and all that sort of stuff, the whole concept of saying reduce the number of deployments sounds opposite from the rest of the ideas of DevOps and all those sorts of principles. And, and I'm not trying to say those things aren't important. What I'm trying to say is, Deployments in the edge are a different beast than deployments in the cloud, and they can go wrong more often, and, you, and a wrong deployment can have some major consequences. Deploying less often has advantages compared to deploying in the cloud. That doesn't mean you deploy once a month or once a year, you, but deploy less often. The better your automated deployments, the better the monitoring you have of those deployments, and the better the rollback processes you have, the more often you can deploy just like with cloud computing. But in general, the number of deployments you're gonna be doing for edge devices should be significantly less than for your cloud devices, cloud software. Number five, reduce provisioning and configuration as much as possible. So given the sheer number of nodes involved in a large edge-based application, it's hard to manage the software for these devices unless you're all running the same version of the hardware, same, uh, same hardware version, same hardware system, same software configuration, same OS configuration. The more that is similar between all your nodes, the easier it's going to be to deploy your application, build your application, um, and, uh, and manage and monitor and maintain and find where problems are in that application. 
You know, if every remote temperature probe that's running in, in that farm runs the same version of the hardware and the same software, things are a lot smoother. But when you have 30 different iPhones and 40 different Android devices and they're all running different memory sizes and memory configurations and screen sizes, it creates complexity. That complexity creates chances for problems. Reducing the number of configurations helps. Number six, understand that scaling is still an issue. Backend cloud scaling is all about how much each node can handle. Edge scaling is about how many nodes can you handle. As such, node management is harder in the edge. And the edge is all about horizontal scalability, if you will, and the cloud is all about vertical scalability. More nodes, not bigger nodes. NAO monitoring and analytics. More nodes and distributed nodes means understanding how each node is performing is, is a harder operation. And, and it's hard to keep track of, of, of all of that without good analytics. System management needs a continuous view into the health of every node in a highly distributed application, like, a, like an edge application. But also, an interesting thing happens is the visibility of that analysis within your organization goes up higher. I don't know too many CEOs who care about the health report of your 50 or 100 or 200 servers that are in your cloud data center, but they care about the millions of drones that are out there or the millions of trucks that are out there or the millions of whatever else you're monitoring that are out there. So the reports that you get for edge devices tend to go higher in your organization as well. And the most important thing I want everyone to remember is there's nothing magic about this. There's nothing new about the edge today that wasn't there before. It's not new, it's not special. We've been doing it for years. We've just called it something different. We've called it a browser application or a, uh, or a uh, mobile application or point of sale device. But it's all of those things are just edge computing. And all of these things we're talking about apply. The edge is not a new form of computing. What it is, is a new categorization or labeling for what we're already doing. But that's important because this new categorization or labeling is good for the industry. Because what it means is in the future there will be better edge-focused tooling and there will be better um, edge-focused services that work with those applications. But until those services become plentiful and around, the existing tooling we have and that we've been using for mobile applications and for browser applications, all that existing tooling still works and it's still useful. So these are the eight keys for being successful in edge computing. And together they're really simple and a valuable strategy, but they're really what it takes to be effective with, a edge -based, with building an edge-based application, assuming you have to put a part of your application on the edge. But remember, it's all the same issues, whether you're talking about a mobile application or browser apps, or an automated car, or a drone flying, automated drone flying. You have to manage the operating system, user preferences, 
variable system resources, whether it's the cloud or the edge, you're all doing the exact same thing. Thank you. It was a little shorter than I normally do, because I think maybe the size of the crowd was a little smaller, so I went through a little bit faster. But um, I want to thank you for coming, and uh, if you have any questions, I'll be here for a few minutes afterwards. <laughs>